The NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Better hundred dollars at WinBet and get a hundred dollar free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by SGPN TV. Yes, download the SGPN TV app today. Available on Roku. Amazon and Apple TV. I'm just about that action, boss. You have to be kidding me. That is impossible. I'm raising the ante. Anybody wants it again? Yes, sir. We are back here with another episode of the NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. You know me, you know the voice, you know the guy. It's me, really real, really real. Terrell Furman Jr. here at your service. And we're talking NFL total. So, you know, I got my guy Scott Studio Rochelle with me. Scott, what's going on? Nothing much. Nice to be back for another NFL episode. Had a pretty busy overall week and weekend. On the tennis gambling podcast, might have hit a twelve to one shot to win a tournament, which is nice. Uh, besides that, okay, I know the NFL overall we've been doing well, so that was definitely nice. I believe I chopped the afternoon show with Munaf, ended up winning with the uh, what did I have in the end? Uh, or no, I I'm trying to remember what did, what did I have in the end? No, I'm sorry, I mi- I lost on the afternoon show, but I did win on the. Twitter post for the lock and dog. I had the Giants team total under 21, and Gano misses a chip shot with about a minute and a half to go, and I end up winning because they landed 20. So NFL card was good. I know for Thursday night, we both liked the Bengals. That got there. Mm -hmm. I might have flip-flopped on the total. I was originally right. Then I might have changed my mind and been wrong, but I know we (laughs) we killed the props. I know I was all over Higgins. That worked out. I liked Burrow to do well. He did well. And I know you did pretty well, too, on the prop. So, overall, NFL was good, and hopefully we keep it rolling. Yeah, absolutely. It's It's been a ride. And when we talk about NFL totals, under, 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 under is still killing the, this early part of the season. So, we're mm-hmm. going to see if it turns around. We're going to see if it has some good mojo over there. I haven't been on – I wasn't on the total show last time. I don't. Uh, I, didn't. I, I, was, I was saying uh, – trying to remember. I was – who I did the total show with. I did that with Rod, I believe, last week, I think. I think so. Yeah. All these shows run together. We forget yeah. everybody in this network. But uh, my auto bet for the last week, a Patriots team total under, did not cash with the third string quarterback. What's going on, Green Bay? Well, it, was a, it was a delay a game penalty that uh, kind of went uncalled there, right? But, yeah, I mean, it's still, it shouldn't, it shouldn't have gotten to that point. Green Bay shouldn't allow it at that point. Bailey Zappi looked. All right. For a rookie quarterback. I mean, I think that he just embodied that Belichick system. Brian Hoyer out. Uh, We'll see what Mac Jones has, but we're still riding Patriots team total under. We're still fading Joe Judge and Matt Patricia as co-offensive coordinators for the entire course of the season. So I think we're at now two and two. I also realized you you had a delay a game, no call, and you also had a pick six in the first half. Yep. So, yeah, it makes sense they went over, but the offense didn't really do anything. No, they didn't help. Yeah, they didn't do much. So, it's all right. We're still rolling two and two. We're going to full season Patriots team total under. 
All right. Before we talk about this week of slate, we got to talk about when bet. Now is the perfect time for new customers who bet $100 get a $100 free bet. Plus, the WinBet Casino is always open 24-7, where you get 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. Win is, is live in Colorado, Arizona, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. They have their build your own bet feature, which is super cool. You can make like a crazy monster parlay. I've made a couple parlays over the course of this weekend. They've been, you know, one leg short of hitting almost every single time. It's really frustrating, but I know you'll have better luck than me. So get over there and build your own bet with WinBet. So much choose from all you have to do is head over to sportsgamingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Claim your free bet today. Officer check change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 20 or order in present state where play through WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. We're also brought to you by FUBU TV. Yes, they give you complete coverage of college and pro football with NFL Red Zone in 4K and no extra charge. Over 100 live channels just for a fraction price of cable. And you can watch on all your devices. It doesn't matter. You can watch it on anything. You can power up God's Eye with it. If you have your own God's Eye, you can power up everything with it. No contract, no commitment. Right now, try FUBU TV for free seven days and get 15% off your first month. Just go to fubutv.com slash SGP. That's fubutv.com slash SGP. All right, let's go ahead and tap into the week, starting with Thursday night football. We have the Indianapolis Colts traveling to the Denver Broncos for Thursday night football. This matchup, we're looking at the weather. It's going to be clear, about 70 degrees about seven mile per hour winds, nothing out of the ordinary there. Make sure you're checking these injury reports over the course of the week. I could run you down an injury report right now, but you just we'll see because the big thing is Jonathan Taylor is questionable. He left that game last week. It didn't look good. And it didn't. It was, they're saying it's a high ankle sprain. There's a good possibility that they're without Jonathan Taylor in this game, especially on a short week. And on the other side of the ball, Javante Williams is out for the rest of the season with the torn ACL. So prayers up to him. It's going to be Melvin Gordon and uh, the backup running back, Boone. It's going to be both of their show for right now. And we'll see how that affects how Russell Wilson and this offense get going. Can't be much worse than what they've done in the beginning part of the season. But, hey, we'll see. Total set at 43 and a half. I'm looking at early numbers. Looks like about 70% of money is on the under. 90% of the no, 70% of the tickets, 90% of the money is on the under right now for a good reason. Because both of these offenses stink. The unders have been cashing. Primetime unders have been cashing. Is there anything that's talking you often under here? No. I I mean, I I don't see anything that I actually like here. Uh, you can talk about how the Raiders were able to run the ball down Denver's throats last week because Josh Jacobs looked fantastic. The issue is the Colts don't really have a good backup running back option, especially to mm -hmm. run the ball. You're looking at Naheem Hines, who's mostly a pass catcher, who's kind of the uh, OG JD McKissick. That's kind of what his role is. I don't really see them having many great options inside the trenches unless they sign somebody off the practice squad or they bring somebody in. And the Broncos, coincidentally, just signed Latavius Murray. So maybe there's somebody on the market you can use a, as a plug-and-play, but you still don't like that option anyway. The point is Matt Ryan, I think, is a bottom-five quarterback in the league. I think mm -hmm. he stinks. I mean, there's really no way around it. I thought that he was cooked in Atlanta. 
at the end and the Colts continue to invest in washed up quarterbacks and Matt Ryan's been terrible. And I do think that when you're looking at Denver's defense, yes, I do acknowledge the run defense was not great last week. Doesn't help. They were on the field a decent amount because the offense doesn't do much, but the Colts defense I think is okay. I don't think it's an amazing unit, but it's fine. But Denver's offense is looking extremely underwhelming. And Melvin Gordon's guaranteed to fumble the ball at least one time a game. And you're looking at the Colts. The only thing that they had in terms of real success was the occasional downfield pass to Pittman. Because Mm -hmm. Taylor has not done anything this year because they can just stack the box every time. But it's mostly based on Matt Ryan against this Denver defense. I still like Sertan being matched up on Pittman, which I think is a good matchup for Denver because I think they could be able to limit Pittman's success. I don't think the Colts have many weapons – Denver might have weapons on paper, but for whatever reason, the Hackett offense just isn't working. I got to go with the under. I I don't know how I'm supposed to assume Matt Ryan does anything against this defense. I'm going to go with an under. I think this number is way too high. I think you're looking at another really ugly primetime game, 20 to 13. Look, it's... It's all of that, everything you said, and just throw in there, Matt Ryan, not only is he bad, he's been really bad outdoors, man. Like, outdoors Matt Ryan is really a really bad thing. Their only outdoors game this season was a game against the Jacksonville Jaguars where they got absolutely smoked out the gates. And then if you look into Matt Ryan after that, he's been outdoors at the Bills, bad game there, outdoors at the 49ers, you know, bad game there. He's he's got a win against the the Carolina Panthers, but I mean he just doesn't look good he's outdoors watched. games. Yeah, he mm-hmm. it, he just doesn't look a good quarterback. And without Jonathan Taylor, you got to think that they're gonna have to put the ball in his hands a little bit more, which is high risk, high reward, especially in this setting. Especially when you talk about not only outdoors, but you're going out up in elevation as well. I just think Matt Ryan is washed. I don't think he's really good. I don't think that this offense looks particularly good as well. I definitely don't trust the coaching on at this point either side of ball. And- I, I've been anti Reich for so long, and I, I people thought I might have jumped the shark on that one. I think I was just 100 percent right. I don't think he's a good yeah. coach. No, I, I at this point, I don't trust what he has going on. I don't trust what they have going on without Jonathan Taylor. And I don't trust – I definitely don't trust Daniel Hackett in this point of the season. No. And so, yeah, I, it's very, very chalky, but I can't tell you to do anything else. Just keep riding a primetime under wave. Another one came through last night, Monday Night Football. Let's get another one for Thursday Night Football under for the Indianapolis Colts and Broncos. You mentioned how this game could hypothetically go over. It's going to sound unlikely, but that's really how strongly I feel about the under in this game. You're going to need at least one defensive touchdown, at least, in my opinion. I don't think these teams are going to combine for roughly six touchdowns and a field goal. I just don't see that happening. I think you're going to need the defense to generate points if you want a shot to cash and over. I don't think you get there. So I got to like the under. But to answer your question, hypothetically, you're going to need a defensive score. Yeah. I agree. All right, moving on to the 9.30 a.m. on the East Coast kick. My New York Giants, 3-1, and 
as people have loved to admit last time New York Giants were three and one, they won the Super Bowl. So not saying, you know, not comparing this team to that team, this NFL, that NFL, how anything's going to go or how anything's going to turn out. But just saying that that is that is true. Like that is actual facts. Last time the Giants were three and one, they went and won the Super Bowl. You're saying there's a chance, you know. Hey, you know, I'm I'm just giving you what history has said. We'll see what the future has to entail. New York Giants are in London to play the Green Bay Packers. 41 and a half is the total ticked all the way down from 45 and a half at open. Here we go. 14 mile per hour wind, 64 degrees overcast. I don't think it's ever a sunny day on that side of the water. I'm not going to lie to you. At least it's not raining, you know? Yeah, but it's not. It's not raining. Giants. Fun fact. First ever London game was played between the Giants and who? You had an awful interception to Rodgers Cromartie in the end zone. Uh, that was the no, nope, it wasn't. No, that was no, no, it was uh, it was I want to say it was Sam Madison. Yeah, it was Sam Madison. Was it the Rams? Nope, the Dolphins Super Bowl that's first Super Bowl year 2007. They went first game in in London. It was I think Giants I'm, I think and I'm Dolphins. Giants uh, London games, but I know Rodgers Cromartie had a freebie interception in a London yeah. game a couple of years ago. So I didn't. I would not have guessed that, but I I do remember the Giants it, in a London game. I just picked the wrong one. It was an ugly, ugly game. That game went way, way under, and it was you know in the middle of our Super Bowl run before we dethroned Tom Brady and that undefeated Patriots team. All right, let's. Enough of the sidetracking. We're talking about Giants. We're talking about Packers, and it's under 41 and a half. Is there any way that you're taking a Giants over? No. I'm I'm trying to think of how I could like the over, and I guess the argument is, well, Green Bay gave up 24 points to Zappi in New England, except Mm -hmm. they were fortunate on a penalty, no call, and you also had a defensive touchdown. I'm not going to overreact to that. I think that the real conversation kind of goes back to my NFL ratings for the power rankings we did this past week, which, to be honest, mine were not good. I had Tampa higher than everyone else. They got their asses kicked. But there was some truth in my rankings because I had Green Bay relatively low. And the main reason why, I think this offense stinks. And I feel like most people don't want to talk about it. I feel like the idea is eventually they're going to figure something out because Rodgers is Rodgers. And mm-hmm. he always makes the most of his, let's just say, underwhelming receiving core. I'm a big fan of Dobbs. I mentioned him as a potential rookie of the year candidate. I knew going mm-hmm. in, I thought he'd be very good because I saw him in preseason and he was very, very good. But they don't have any other weapons. Lazard is decent. He gets hurt all the time. Cobb is basically your all reliable at this point, And I don't know how good he is. But you're looking at the ground game. They paid, they paid Aaron Jones a bunch of money to be in a timeshare with A.J. Dillon. So I don't really understand that idea. Do you like Green Bay's offense? I think their unit stinks. No, I actually don't like Green Bay's offense. I'm pretty sure I had Green Bay relatively low in my rankings as well. And if the league would catch up, they definitely wouldn't have made my top 10. There are a lot of worse teams out there, but I'm just looking at Green Bay. They don't have anybody that has a wow factor to me. Dobbs maybe down the road, but he's still a rookie. Yeah, no, I think I think Dobbs is is almost like basically there. And honestly, if this offense does get going, Dobbs is probably a clear cut offensive rookie of the year because it looks like that they're going to start going to him and he's going to start being that guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's got the talent. And so here's where 
I think that we caught the number too late. And I think this is the point where we get back in on the over. Because I like this Giants defense. I think Wink Martindale is doing a really good thing. Mm-hmm. They give up a lot of big plays. Like, they can give up big plays. They can let people drive down the field. It's all about running. And it's more, of a, it's more of a bend, don't break yeah. type of philosophy. However, I think that the Packers have a better offense than what we've seen this season in the Titans, in the Panthers, in the Bears, in the Cowboys, where if you let them and you give them that many chances in the red zone, they're going to punch a couple in. And I don't think that the Giants offense is completely dead in the water. I can see maybe a touchdown, maybe two in this game coming across the water. But I do think that Green Bay has the offense that can keep scoring. Uh, I haven't even made a decision on how I feel on the side of this game because I just don't know what is going to come of the Giants quarterback situation, how that offense is going to be ran. If they're going to try to four points of value, I'm just not willing to play under after losing four points. I think we get back on the over here and it falls somewhere in the middle. I think I'm going to lean to the under because I think there are several ways you cash it. Either the Packers don't show up offensively, which we can see happening, Mm -hmm. or the Giants don't show up offensively and they kind of drag the entire game down, or both teams don't show up offensively, and you have a rock fight. But I do think if Green Bay reaches, let's just say 27, do I think the Giants get past 14? I don't know. I'd assume so. They kick a bunch of field goals. Yeah. So I do think that could be a potential concern. But you're looking at Green Bay's defense. That unit I like. And Alexander, I know, missed the last game. We'll see what his status is for this one. I'm assuming he probably won't play. But you have Stokes, who's still a good corner. You have Gary, who's now the second favorite to win a defensive player of the year. So he's been incredible. You have a lot of really good players on that defensive line. So I do think they can pressure Jones and make his life miserable. So I'm going to go with the under, because I do think even if Green Bay's offense, quote-unquote, wakes up, there's no guarantee the Giants' offense will be able to actually punch it in for touchdowns against this underrated Packers defense. I'm really low on the offense. I'm really high on the defense. This this Green Bay defense is really, really good. So I'm going to go with the under. I just think that there are too many ways to cash this for me to actually consider taking it over. I I got to see. I got to see because it's, it's a lot of injuries on that giant side of the ball, man. But if they get – what I will say about the turf in London is that it is a slippery – a turf like it is a slippery turf and it really really benefits those people that have really really good run after the catch and able to make a lot of good cuts and kind of catch the defense off balance so if Kadarius Tony or Wando Robinson is both oh, nice. yes a Tony raw a Tony uh, hypothetical nice. yeah yeah okay. no no for real I'm throwing it in there because if he if he plays in this game I think this is the absolute perfect surf for him where he's going to catch the defense off and he might go for you know, a long, crazy run after the catch touchdown or something like that. But only if they're in this lineup. Still waiting, but this is a tricky one. I'm I'm on the over as of right now. Scott's on the under. Miami Dolphins are playing the New York Jets. Scott's J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Divisional matchup, divisional unders have been cashing at a, what, 85% clip this season? I'm pretty sure it is. 43 and a half is the total 44 is what it opened 44 and a half is what it opened at 53% of the money looking like it's on the under 91% of no 53% of the tickets 91% of the money is on the under no two for this game you're going to have Teddy Bridgewater so that leaves 
you know, better feelings towards an under here if you still want to ride those divisional unders. I'll kick it over to you, Scott. What are you doing for this one? Well, I just want to start off with a, a bit of a conversation here. And I know that people were still high on Tua because of the five touchdown or a five touchdown quarter, basically four touchdown quarter against the Ravens. How big of a drop off is there between Tua and Bridgewater? I'm not even trying to sound offensive to Tua. I'm just being honest. How big of a drop off is it? I think that you have Tua where he has a higher ceiling, but a lower floor. Mm-hmm. Like Tua can absolutely go out there and win you a game, as you saw a la versus the Ravens. Yeah. But he can 100% lose you a game as well. Teddy Bridgewater probably isn't going to lose you the game. If, it, if the game is lost, it's probably for some other reason other than Teddy Bridgewater. Mm-hmm. But he's also not about to go out there and steal a win either. He's just going to keep you, you know, rolling afloat. Yeah. So I think that's the big difference is that Tua has a very – a much, much higher ceiling, but also a yeah. – here. Yeah, sorry, uh, your connection's kind of been breaking a little bit. So, oh, my bad. All good. Uh, so anyway, I can understand your point about the you know higher ceiling, but for a point spread, I really don't know how many points two is worth, and not even just for spread, but also for a total. I mean, it's only dropped one point. Mm-hmm. The Jets gave up twenty last week to Pittsburgh, and they were alternating quarterbacks in there. There was a lot of you know chaos with Pickett throwing three interceptions and. He gave up a field goal before half because of a roughing the passer penalty on a Hail Mary. I think I'm going to go with the under in this one. I know the Dolphins secondary is banged up, but luckily for them, they played on Thursday. So with the extra couple days, maybe they can get a couple of bodies back in that secondary. Zach Wilson was very, very good in the fourth quarter. The issue was he sucked for about three quarters. So I still don't really like the offense the Jets are rolling out. I know it ended up, you know, had a nice comeback win late. Still don't really like the overall unit. The Dolphins offense, I think, is decent. The problem is you still have Waddle and Hill who are really good, but you look at that Jets secondary, and it's been incredible. Sauce Gardner's been great. You've had DJ Reed who's been great. The point is the whole team secondary-wise has been a really nice plus for the Jets. So if you want to talk about matchups, I just mentioned how the extra time off could help the Dolphins heal and potentially, you know, be healthier. Waddle, we know, was battling a bit of a groin issue, I believe, leading yeah. up to the Thursday night game. Yeah, It, it looked like it because he didn't do anything for the entire game. <laughs> but you're looking at Gardner, who's been incredible. You can make a serious case. It sounds crazy that Gardner's already a top 10 corner in the league. I think he's actually just that good. And DJ, I mean, he had a great too. game against Jamar Chase. He's been like, great he against had a everybody. Great game against Jamar Chase. He's really, really good. He's been great against everybody. Got matched up on Chase. He's been matched up on a bunch of other really talented receivers. And he's passed with flying colors every time. And Reed's been great. Defensive line with Williams has been pretty solid. They occasionally have lapses, but I like the overall defense. The Dolphins' defense with extra time, I think, will be healthier. I think they'll look better. I am going to go with the under. I think that, as you said before, the ceiling's higher with Tua. And even though I think of Tua as a game manager quarterback, he will take occasional shots. I don't think Bridgewater's going to do that against the secondary. I see a lot of really ugly checkdowns and long drives that might result in red zone field goals. Mm -hmm. I'm taking the under. Division games have been very good. But based on the quarterback matchup, 43 and a half? Like, if, if you would have told me that it was Bridgewater against Wilson, I would have told you the total was probably like 40 or like 38 and a half. 
four. This total just seems way too high to me. I'm going to take the under. Yeah, I think this is a pretty. This is a high total for this game. I I do think so. I'm not a hundred percent certain what. We saw that offense a little bit, you know, get moving with Teddy Bridgewater. But like I said, I just think Teddy Bridgewater is just going to keep it going. I don't think he's going to elevate them like very, very high. I think it's going to be a very just vanilla offense and just get the ball downfield, get us in a position to score. And so this Jets defense is playing all right. We talked about Sauce. Sauce looks good. The Miami defense has been playing well. Like they've been playing well too. I think this is a more defensive matchup. I think that... There's going to be a couple of times that, you know, there's going to be a couple of big plays. Like, I think this is the Elijah Moore week, even though I said that was last week. Now I think is this week, and I'm just going to keep doing that until it actually happens. But, And I don't think that Teddy Bridgewater is going to be completely slow, but division unders, 85% clip, unders, un- totals that have been set under 45 have still been going under. I'm going under here. There's nothing, you know, any more to change change this one. Miami's three and one to the under this year. Jets two and two over the past five games in this series. The under is what? What is that? Three and two? Yeah, three and two over the past five games. So and they've all been around this same total. Like over the years, they've all been around this same total. These these games just go over, under. So yeah, give me the under in the Jets Dolphins. I think all that right. game turns into a rock fight. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the next game of the slate. We have the Atlanta Falcons and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This game is in Tampa going, and let's kind of look over and see what the weather looks like. 11-mile-per-hour winds, 12-mile-per-hour winds, 83 degrees in Tampa clear. Here we go. 48 is the total. 47 is what it opened at. 73% of money is on the under in this game. You have another divisional game, divisional unders. But Atlanta been really, really good to the over this year. They are 4-1 and to the over. Tampa Bay is 3-4-1 and and to the under. So you have a really good over team, really good under team in Atlanta and Tampa Bay. Last five head-to-head matchups, 4-1 and to the over for this series. All right, Marcus Mariota coming in in Tampa. Do we think he can still keep this offense rolling? I think that this number does seem a little bit too high. I was going to consider an over if it was at like 44. Mm-hmm. But 48, I, I don't think I can do that. I think I got to go with the under in this one. Tampa's defense was awful against the Chiefs. It happens. You got Mahomes after a loss to Indianapolis. Chiefs were motivated. They came in, punched him in the mouth. Doesn't help when you fumble the opening kickoff inside your 20-yard line. But yeah. the Chiefs dominated it from start <laughs> to finish. I still like that Tampa defense. I'm not going to roast them for it. They had a bad game. But the Falcons beat the Browns last week. Mariota completed seven passes. And they won. Seven passes. And now Cordero Patterson's on the IR. And Patterson's been really, really good. Now, mm-hmm. for backup running backs, you do have Algier, who I liked at BYU. Uh, They were kind of in a committee, but the point is Algier, I thought, was still a solid option. So I think he could at least be a 1A guy temporarily. But you're missing your best offensive weapon in Patterson. You still don't throw the ball to Pitts. But I guess to balance it out, you didn't throw the ball to anybody last week as you completed seven passes. Tampa's offense should do whatever it wants in this game. I'm not going to pretend that Tampa's not going to potentially go for 30 in this one. But you mentioned division unders. 
They've been really, really good. I'm going to go with the under, and I'm going to hope that Tampa's defense is motivated with a bit of a chip on its shoulder after getting embarrassed by arguably the most talented quarterback of all time. They play Mariota this week. I think they'll bounce back. No Patterson's big. Give me the under, but it's mostly Falcons team total under. I think Tampa offensively is going to do whatever the hell it wants in this game. Yeah, I am... Seven I think I, I think I would lean I would lean also more to an Atlanta team total under or even not even Atlanta team total order, but give me a, a Bucks team total over. Cause I'm this Atlanta offense might still be able to put up points. They very well might still can be able to put up points. But I I am a hundred percent certain that Tom Brady's gonna shred this defense for the Atlanta Falcons. They're playing very middle of the road right now, but if you just look at these last couple of games that they played against them, 30 points, 48 points, 45 points, 44 points, 31 points. They, they've they been scoring and they've been scoring in bunches against Atlanta. They love facing this Atlanta team. They kind of own this matchup series as of right now. I think I would take the team total over for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think their offense keeps going. Now it's does Atlanta keep up with them. Maybe this is kind of a garbage time over. Like maybe mm. this is a garbage time over where Atlanta just gets a touchdown late and they either, you know, end up covering the spread late or end up they're four and it's ATS. So either they come up covering the spread late or they just get a re- weird random touchdown. And maybe that sends it. I have a lean to the over, but my play for this game is Tampa Bay's team total over. Yeah. For me, I was originally leaning to the overs I said before, but we saw Cleveland's pass defense in the wind against Trubisky. We saw this pass defense against Joe Flacco. Gave up 300-plus yards to Flacco, the you know two touchdowns at the end, and Trubisky moved the ball decently. So it's not like Cleveland has a good secondary and Garrett didn't play. Mm-hmm. I know the Falcons won the game, but seven completions against Cleveland's secondary? Are you out of your mind? I, I just can't put any stock in this Falcons mm-hmm. passing game. I just can't do it. I, I, I'm going to go with the under... I understand your point. Tampa could score 40. Like, if they score 40 and I lose, like, all right, I can see that happening. There's a certain realm of possibility for that to be the case. But just watching that Falcons team just refuse to throw Pitts the ball and now even throw the ball in general, I think Mariota gets killed in Mm -hmm. this game. I'm going with the under. But I don't feel great about it. And I think if you're if you like Kyle Pitts, this has to be the week. They got to throw the ball this week. They don't have Cordell Patterson, and I don't think – I'm not really that high on Algier, to be honest. I just liked but, him in college. Yeah, yeah, he was a good player at BYU, but I'm I'm not that high on him, you know, on his Falcons team right now. And so we'll see what they do. We'll see what additions they make. But I think I think we do get some points here. I I, I sneakily yeah, think they were going to get some points, points just mostly from one team. I'm hoping the other team doesn't do anything. <laughs> yeah, right. All right. Before we get into the rest of the slate, I gotta talk to you about. Who am I talking about? I'm talking to you about Elias, Elias game plan app. Cause look, if you want to leg up on your bets, if you want a leg up on fantasy, if everybody see that guy that had the 15 leg parlay, well, if he had the Elias game plan app, he would have known to make the 49ers the last leg of his parlay and not the Rams. So tap into the app where they're the the made by Elias Sports Bureau, the official statisticians of U.S. Pro Sports League. They give you expert insights. They give you head-to-head comparisons. 
key injuries, all of this stuff, league validated news, everything you need. And I can get you your first month 25% off when you choose from their monthly subscription and use promo code SGPN25. Last game plan app in the App Store, Google Play Store, and use code SGPN25 for 25% off your first month. We're also brought to you by PromoGuide.us, the best place for plus EV betting strategies. Look, if you haven't, go tap in, look into it, use it. They have so many cool different models and ways of betting, ways that, you know, just come different than from a gut handicapper. And so if you're not using mathematical models to help you out, just get another way just to confirm your bet for you. Go to PromoGuide.us. Make sure you tap into their small team run by a whole bunch of dedicated sports fans. Promo guy dot us. We're also brought to you by No House Advantage, dynamic fantasy sports platform where you can play in pick'em contests for a shot at winning $250,000. Or you can play against the house and win 20 times the money you put in. Bet up to five player props, over-unders, or individual player matchups across all sports. NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, NASCAR, Make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily daily fantasy sports redefined. You won't want to miss out on this. And we have promo code SGPN at NoHouseAdvantage.com or download the app and get a first deposit match up to $25. All right, let's move on to the next game of the slate. Detroit Lions are traveling to Foxborough to play the New England Patriots. Opened up at 44, currently sitting at 45 and a half. It went up. Wow. All right. Looking about 78% of the money on the over 90, 90, I can't say this wrong. 78% of the tickets is on the over 96% of the money is on the over. Going to looking at a weather report here. You have about nine nine almost 10 mile per hour wins 61 in foxborough looky here the lions have been an over cash cow that is how they've started this season they've been an absolute cash cow to the over they give up the most points in the league and they score the most points in the league four and one to the over no four no four no to the over four no to the over this season Patriots, two and two to the over. For what it's worth, this game hasn't been played since 2019 and 2018 and 2017. Lions won the last meeting, I think. uh, Huh? Lions won the last meeting, I think. That was a Sunday night game. The Lions, yeah, the Lions did win that meeting, 31-3. Is that, yeah, yeah, 31, no, Patriots won that last one. No, Patriots won the last one, 31-3. The The one before that. Yeah, the Lions won the one before that, 26-10. There that was a Sunday go. night game. Okay, I remember yeah. that. Whew. All right. We have a team that's going to score a bunch of points and a team that's going to let you score versus the New England Patriots offense, who I've gone on record as saying that this offense sucks and Joe Judge and Matt Patricia should absolutely 100% not be your offensive coordinators. Very, very low EV move of having a special teams coordinator and a defensive coordinator as your offensive coordinator. Huh. I'm on the over. I'm not doing it. I don't I, I just don't think I have a choice. I, I understand your reservations about it, especially with you know Zappy making his first career start potentially. I liked him at Western Kentucky. 
Now, watching him against Green Bay, he was drastically undersized, and he didn't look good at all, but I liked him in college for what it's worth. But no, in reality, I'm just looking at New England's defense. I think it's overrated. Mm -hmm. Uh, They gave up 37 points to Baltimore. Uh, You're looking at the numbers. It was decent in weeks one and two, but the 37 against Baltimore is not ideal. The Lions gave up 48 points to Seattle. There was a pick six, but 41 offensive points to Geno Smith. They gave up 28 to Cousins, gave up 27 to Wentz. We've seen the the commanders in every other game. That team's offense stinks. Uh, and they gave up 35 to Philly. I'm taking the over because I, I don't think New England's defense is that good. I think it's a decent unit. I think it was a little overrated when the season started. But I think the Lions should be able to move the ball. I do want to find out, though, if St. Brown's going to play or not. I actually don't care if Swift plays because I think Jamal Williams is actually good. I think they need St. Brown, but I'm looking at New England's offense. They can run the ball, and we saw that Seattle ran the ball down Detroit's throats because mm-hmm. Penny had 150 and two touchdowns against yep. this team. I think I think New England with Harris and with Stevenson can run the ball well. I think they'll score. I think that you're going to end up seeing a decent amount of points from Detroit in this game. So I'm going to go with the over because I don't think Detroit does anything well defensively. And at least New England can try to run the ball, and I think they'll have some success. I'll take the over. Yeah, I'm on the under. I'm I'm on the under. I don't trust New England's offense. However, I, what I do trust them to do is, like you said, run the ball. And if you when you look at the numbers for the Detroit Lions, they are one of the worst run run defenses in the league. Currently sitting at sixth right now. No, I, yeah, six. Currently sitting at sixth right now in rushing yards per game. And I think that's just automatic. You know, you don't want to overload your quarterback, especially your young quarterback, especially if he's playing in this game. I think they go back to those dink and dunks. It's going to be a lot of controlling time of possession, controlling clock, not giving the ball and putting the ball in that offense's hands and playing really good defense. And I think that the defense for the Detroit Lions is going to lick their chops a little bit. Like they're they're saying, hey, you know, we went out there and gave up 41 points to Geno Smith. They're not going to try to go on the road and give up that, that total again. I don't think that the Lions offense is going to be as fortunate as they were last week. A lot of that stuff, a lot of scoring that they had last week was in garbage time anyway. I think this New England Patriots defense is decent. They are actually playing decent ball. And I didn't I, say it was I, bad. I just think people went no, no, but it, and expecting top 10. I don't know if they are top 10. No, I'm not saying they're top 10, but I think they're decent. They're not going to let, you know, Jared Goff go out there and run wild. It just doesn't, that's just not the makeup of what Bill Belichick does. And I think that he's going to dial something up. He's dialed up for, for Jared Goff before and held him in check. And so I think he's going to do it again here. I'm, I'm going under here again. I'm still riding my team total under for the Patriots wave, especially this game, because I think this is a run the ball game and they're going to be running the ball all game, controlling cop, and then probably settling for field goals. Give me an under here, under 45 and a half for this one. <laughs> All right, next game. On the, yeah. Oh, you got something else? No, I was just going to say, there's no chance I'm stepping in front of the Detroit overtrain right now, but that's me personally. Yeah. Yeah, 4-0 is really, really good. but It's not even close. It's, <laughs> it's, are, yeah, no. not even close. The Vikings one was somewhat close. The other ones weren't close at all. This is the shield that can't be pierced. Give me terrible offense in this game. All right, next game of slate, we have the Tennessee Titans playing the Washington Re- Ooh, Washington Commanders. Almost caught me. The Washington Commanders. Who are the Commanders? 
42 and a half is the total tick down half a point from opening at 43, 73% of money right now on the over 73% of money and 73% of tickets, both on the over for this game going and looking at what the weather is supposed to be like. And we can see about seven mile per hour wind, 61 degrees in Landover for this one. Man, Carson Wentz looks really bad. I said Ryan's a bottom five quarterback in the league. Wentz is bottom three. For starting. I'm not including backups. Just starting quarterbacks. He's a bottom three quarterback in the league. Do they do they not go down? They probably go down even more if you account backups. <laughs> you probably have to you probably have to put them a little bit lower, even if you count some of the backups in the league. I don't know what to do with this total. I'm gonna lean under. I don't feel great about it, but Tennessee's defense randomly buckled down after that massacre on Monday night against Buffalo where they gave up 34 points. You had to pick six at the end. You have 22 to the Raiders. You know, Raiders offense is mediocre. It should be better than it is, but I guess an okay unit. Mm-hmm. And you have 17 to the Colts. Okay. you know That's actually kind of slightly concerning. That's yeah, 17 a little to bit, the Colts. But, but still, you know what I mean? It's still 17. But you're looking at Washington – and offensively, they were okay the first two games. Played Jacksonville week one, had 28. Played Detroit week two at 27. Played the Eagles, good defensive team, scored eight in garbage time. They almost got shut out. Oh, they had a safety in that game as well. And then you had the Cowboys game last week where they only scored 10. Tennessee wants to run the ball, and Henry looked pretty much as good as we were hoping he'd look when the season started last week. He had 100 and change. He's been good the last couple of games Washington's offense just doesn't work, and it really starts and ends with wins. He can't buy time in the pocket. They can't protect him. I believe Philly sacked him, what, six times in that game? Seven times? He he got absolutely crushed. Yeah. And you're looking at Wentz last week. He had two interceptions, got sacked two times. They can't run the ball. Antonio Gibson is getting less than half the snaps at this point. And I don't think this team really brings anything to the table. Now, Tennessee's secondary, I will concede, is not the greatest, but – I know that there are a couple of totals or a lot of totals, either for the under or the over, where we've kind of backed where most of the money has gone. Mm-hmm. I think it's a very good contrarian spot if there is money on the over. Mm-hmm. I like the under because Tennessee is going to want to drain clock. I know Burks got hurt last week. I don't know if he's even going to play in this game. They don't have many great wide receiver options. And Washington's offense can barely even score touchdowns. I'm going to go with the under and hope that even if Washington drives the ball, Wentz does something stupid and turns it over in the red zone, which is definitely possible. I'm going mm-hmm. with the under. All right, so let me tell you how we cash big in this game. We take the under because we have reverse line movement. Again, 73% of the money and the tickets on the over, and it ticked down half a point. So we take the under, but defense versus the wide receiver position, Washington leads the league. No, they don't lead the league. Washington is third in the league. In receiving yards to the wide receiver position at 834, Tennessee is right behind them at fourth at 786. <clears throat> so this is how we this is how we cash big in this game. We take the under and we parlay it with well, look for an injury report. If Burks is up there, eh, we might take Burks. Let's let's stick with Woods because Woods is a solid thing. Woods is very solid. He deserves a big game. We take Woods have just alt his receiving over up 80 90 100 something like that in that range 
And then we go and we do the same thing for a McLaurin or a Dotson. They, it feels like McLaurin needs a really big game. So maybe we just go chalk and go McLaurin, but it could be a Dotson as well. Even a Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel is a favorite target of Carson Wentz right now. Take the receivers, bet the receiving yardage over, take the under. That's going to juice the ticket crazy high because I just don't think these are gonna, these two teams are going to finish drives. I think they'll they'll be able to move the ball, but I don't trust Carson Wentz to finish. We've seen them against Dallas. They couldn't finish drives. I don't they trust Daniel in, to finish drives either. So. Yeah, I don't trust either one of them to finish drives. I think that they're going to move the ball against each other all you want. I think it's going to be a bunch of yardage, but not a lot of points. I'll take the kicking props over. Mm. over field goals in this game. I don't think either of these two teams are good at finishing drives. And so, yeah, give me an under here. We'll take that. I think this is a sharp play of the week by taking the under in this game because everybody's going to see these offenses. They're going to see Derrick Henry. They're going to think that they're supposed to bet over. And, and as you can see, people have already started betting on over. This is an under game. This game just screams like 24 or 23-13 to me. Yeah, like 20, I could literally see like 23-13, 23-17, 23-20, like anything like that. Well, 23-20 goes over, so I don't think you mean 23-20. Oh, that's a push on the first line. No, I don't. But either way, it's still, I I, I think that's it. I think yeah. that's it. 42 and a half, 43, whatever you get the line at. If you can find 43, find 43. And Washington, now I know, of course, Derrick Henry's significantly better than Elliott. I'm not trying to tell you that Elliott's even good at this point in his career. But Dallas despite scoring 25, had 29 carries for 62 yards, 2.1 yards per carry. So Washington actually okay against the run. I don't know if that's the same against Derrick Henry, but, you know, if they can somewhat limit Henry and force Tannehill to throw the ball a lot, I think they'll throw at least one pick. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to next game of the slate. We have the Houston Texans and the Jacksonville Jaguars. 43 and a half is what it opened at. 44 and a half is where it's at right now. 61% of the bets on the over, 75% of the money on the under. Let's go look at a quick weather report. We're looking at about 12 mile per hour winds, clear 77 degrees in Jacksonville. What is this series? We have another divisional under, so that's why that under money is coming in. Another divisional under. This series has gone three and two to the over in the last five meetings. Houston has won all five meetings of these last five meetings. I mean, I don't think Houston's defense has been particularly bad over the course of the start of this season. They're on the field a lot. They've been okay. Yeah. But Jacksonville's been uh, over cash cow two, three and one to the over in the first four games, two and two for the Houston Texans. Do they give up a bunch of points to Davis Mills on the road? Davis Mills is not a good road quarterback. I don't know if I trust this offense to score points. I think that the I think that we just go ahead and chop this up to us another divisional under game. While that Jacksonville offense does look better. And I I sneakily think that Houston's gonna be in this game. If they're in this game, it's because the defense is playing well. I like what Lovey Smith is doing over there. I don't trust Houston to go up and put up a high points margin and make Jacksonville have to score a bunch of points either. I think this is another divisional under game. I don't feel great about this one. This is probably one of my least favorite totals on the board, but I am yeah. willing to the under. 
Jacksonville, I recognize the offense has been good. I know Philly's defense is good. Jacksonville had a pick six early in the game. They scored a total of 14 offensive points. Now, defensively, they weren't great, but Philly's offense is also pretty good. So I guess that's excusable. Gave up 10 to the Chargers. Nice defensive performance there. Gave up zero to the Colts. Uh, you're looking at the Texans. Gave up 34 to the Chargers. Okay. I mean, Eckler went nuts. 23 to the Bears. Not ideal. 16 to the Broncos. It's okay. I think I'm just going to lean to the under and hope Jacksonville's defense, you know, continues to put pressure on opposing quarterbacks, forces Mills into some tough spots. And Lawrence has been better. I'm still not sure if he's, you know, good, but he's been mm-hmm. better based on what I've seen lately. I don't have any strong opinion at all, but I'm going to lean to the under. I'm hoping for some type of like 24-17 game. I, I think that Jacksonville controls clock. And I think if you're running the ball controlling clock, then you got a running clock going for majority of the game. I think that's what Houston's going to try to do too because Pierce is their best offensive player. Yeah. And so if they if they can get going, Jacksonville's been way better than Houston has against the run. Houston's yeah. the worst team in the league against the run right now, giving up 563 rushing yards in first four games and five touchdowns. That's the most – well, no, that's not the most that uh, Detroit has more than that. But they're still, they're still giving up a lot of work to the running back. If you if you have a running clock continuously going, maybe you put you make you force them to make a pass here or there, and that's how you get your way off of the field. But yeah, I think this is I think this is just a running clock type of game. So yeah, I'm with you. We're gonna just go ahead and lean under. I don't like it. There's no chance I actually play that total. Yeah. All right. Next game on the slate, we have another divisional game. Chicago Bears traveling to Minnesota, playing Minnesota Vikings. Opened up at 43, currently sitting at 44. 52% of the tickets on the over, 73% of the money on the under. Let's go look at a – oh, well, we don't well, – that's a dome, so we don't have to worry about it because it's at Minnesota. All right. We have no idea – well, I'm not going to say we have no idea. It's pretty good indications that they don't that the Chicago Bears do not trust Justin Fields throwing the ball whatsoever. Yeah, I I wasn't sure if you were going to rant. No, no, I I just I I'm still fathom to I I just don't get why you won't let him throw the ball. Like it's either he th- he throws the ball and he's great and you win, or he throws the ball he's terrible and you know what you have in your quarterback. And so I just don't understand trotting him out there every week because you think you can win a game by not letting him throw the ball. You have, you're never going to be able to evaluate him fairly if you don't let him throw the ball. And this has been – he had his, his point – his yardage prop for throwing the ball was at 145 last week. 145 and a half last week. Lowest yardage prop that anybody can think of to date. I com- cannot fathom – what the bears are doing the offense is bad they're losing yeah they're they're that's obviously what it's it seems like they're tanking it just seems like they're tanking. we thought that going in i mean the team stinks I'll, I'll give the bears some props because they've somehow been competitive in some of these games and they're not a good team at all but fields i'll go on record i don't think he's very good however I do believe that a lot of the current issues offensively are not on him. I think that he's been giving no support system. We talked about this during some fantasy football podcasts. We talked about it during the preseason preview. They're trying to get him killed. 
They have no offensive line. They have no weapons at all on the outside. Your number one receiver is arguably Mooney, who what, on a good team would be a three? Maybe a two on a mediocre team? Maybe? Mm -hmm. You don't have any weapons. And Cole Komet apparently is just not a very good tight end. I don't know what happened to him, but either way, you don't have any options. So the Bears' entire offense is broken. They have no personnel they can't block. So that's definitely going to be a problem moving forward. And Fields just has to try to stay alive up to this point or moving forward. But do you think the Bears' defense is good? Because I feel like it's a pretty meh unit, but it's the kind of unit that seems to always give Kirk Cousins problems for no reason. Yeah, no, I think that they're I think they're solid. I think they have players. I think they have players on both sides of the ball that they're just not tapping into their full potential at all. Whatsoever. We know Roquan's very good. We know Jackson's very good. Uh, is that basically it? I mean, those those are the main two options they have on defense. Yeah, and the issue for the Bears is right now, I don't know how they're doing it, but they have a top three defense in terms of the wide receiver position. However, they have probably one of the worst corners in the league. And I think that this all correlates to a typical – typical Minnesota Vikings game where they score somewhere between 20 and 25 points and they just try to hold the other team. But they're going to score like seven in the first half. Yeah. Because they, I, I just hate, I hate the Minnesota Vikings. It's also post London. You got the travel aspect to it, which is definitely yeah. going to be a different, I'd say variable to keep in mind. I'm leaning to the under people might blindly take the over because it's in a dome. And because, you know, the Vikings defense is okay, you know, not an amazing unit. And the fact that, you know, they scored 28 against the Saints, jet lag's a concern. And Cousins seems to always have issues with Chicago's defense for at least a couple quarters. I'm going with the under. I'm hoping that Minnesota wins this game once again somewhere around 24-17. I just don't think they have what it takes to just put – to just run the score up on this Bears team. No. I think that they have personnel to do it. I don't think that they have what it takes as a team to run the score up on them. I'm with you. I'm on the under. I think they're going to win, but I think it's going to be competitive. Yeah. All right. Next game on the slate, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Buffalo Bills. Total has opened and currently sitting at, 40, at 47. 63% of the bets on the under, 65% of the money on the under. Kenny Pickett is the guy now. They've handed it off they've given Trubisky his shot Kenny Pickett's come in Kenny Pickett has also yet to throw the ball into the ground he has mm -hmm. 10 completions to his receivers three completions to the opposing team Buffalo Bills come back off a dramatic win against the Baltimore Ravens where they probably should have never been in that game and the Ravens as the second half Ravens do let them back in back in back in until they ultimately won the game they were getting smacked for about two and a half quarters I think that there's possibly two two game scripts to this. It's either the Bills completely, completely, completely trout over yeah. this Steelers team, and they damn near score 47 themselves. Or Pittsburgh actually makes this a game. Their defense steps up. And they're able to hold this Buffalo team. Buffalo looked like an auto, just an auto bet that we're going to just take them against every single team earlier in the season. And now they haven't cashed the past two games. Now they're getting 14 here, which 
I know we're talking about totals, but that just kind of makes me lean to because if I think they cover the 14, I think that this game goes over because they scored so many fucking points. This could this could really be ugly, but you also have Mike Tomlin on the other side of the ball. That defense has been really good. They don't have any TJ Watt. I think there's some weird stat saying that they've never won a game without TJ Watt. I believe they're all in eight. Yes. I am going to say I think that this is an over game, and I'm putting it into there could be a backdoor cover in this game. I think that the defense is going to let up at some point because they're just going to be throttling the Steelers team at first, and we're going to be you know, banking on a big second half. Kenny Pickett staying in the game, getting more and more reps, getting more comfortable at quarterback. I think that this is, I think this is sneakily an over game. I think in, if you're asking for potential game scripts, I get your point. I think there's one game script. I think Buffalo kicks the crap out of them. I, I don't think that Pittsburgh is going to keep this game close, especially after last year. If you remember one of the first yeah. games of the season, Buffalo mm-hmm. dominated the entire game, somehow lost on a blocked punt, and you had a lot of turnovers, and they somehow lost the game. Mm-hmm. I think Buffalo is going to kill this team. And it's tricky because it's basically the exact same game as the Tampa game against Atlanta. We're just looking mm-hmm. at a game where one team should probably score 35, and the mm-hmm. question is, can the other team do anything? I'm going to link to the over. In this one, I know I linked to the under with Tampa. It mostly involves the Mariota lack of actual passing and Patterson being injured. I think that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. But Pittsburgh, worst case with garbage time, you have a young quarterback who, even if they get killed, they're going to let him keep throwing because yeah. why not? He needs reps. Yeah. And you're looking at the weapons that Pittsburgh has. On paper, the receivers are okay. You know, Deontay is a pretty good receiver. I don't think he's a one, but I think that he's still a pretty good receiver. Uh, Pickens and Claypool, they're talented. We haven't really seen them all year. Pickens Mm -hmm. basically made one catch for the entire season and is one of the best catchers of all time. And Claypool, you kind of forget's on the team. But you're looking at Pittsburgh. I think they can do enough in garbage time to get the job done here. But defensively, with no TJ Watt, this team's an absolute train wreck. And Buffalo had two straight games where they were underwhelming offensively, both on the road. Played against Miami, had roughly 500 yards, and they Mm. couldn't get in the end zone, and then played Baltimore, and they kind of struggled as well. I'm hoping at home they get back on track, because Buffalo's only played one home game this season, and they scored 41 points. So I do think Buffalo, with the broken tables and with the crazy crowd, We'll get back on track against a really awful team. And yes, Pittsburgh is a terrible football team. I was low on them in New England before the season. And to be honest, I think Tomlin's one of the most overrated coaches of all time. But I am going to go with the Bills. I think they're, they're going to score 40 and change. That's enough for me. Pickett might throw a couple of pick sixes. I'm going with the over. I think that Pittsburgh, worst case in garbage time, scores a couple touchdowns. Or best case scenario, Buffalo still scores 40 and Pittsburgh gets to 10, I think Buffalo murders this team. I love mm-hmm. the team total over. But Pittsburgh on the road uh, with no TJ, this is so rough. I'm going with Buffalo team total over. I'm going with the over. I just think Buffalo could, as you said before, score 45. I'm that low on Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, I'm with you. I, I'm not low on that as low as on Pittsburgh, but 
I think this could I definitely on that Buffalo team sold over. I think they kill this defense. All right. I'm looking, let's move the, on. I'm looking at the defensive numbers though. You look at who they play in. That's why I'm so low on this team. They gave up 24 to the Jets. They gave up 29 to Cleveland with 30 mile per hour wins. With no turnovers, by the way. They didn't turn the ball over. You yeah. can't even blame Trubisky on setting up a short field. Like the last two weeks have just been. And it was one wreck. defensive touchdown in there. So I'll, mm, 21. But just saying, uh, the yeah. last two, it's been a train wreck. All right. Let's move on to this game of slate. We have the Los Angeles Chargers traveling to play the Cleveland Browns. Total sitting at 47.5, opened up at 48. 80% of the money is on the over for this game. Looking at about 54% of the tickets on the over as well. Weather report for in Cleveland, and it is looking at 12 mile per hour winds, 58 degrees clear. All right. Are we assuming Garrett plays or no? I, I guess so. I'm asking. I, I, I think so. I don't think that it was. That I know it was a, looked like a really bad accident, but I don't think it's multiple weeks holding him out. I think no, that he's ready. It turns out the injuries weren't that bad. He had a couple yeah, of cuts it, and, and bruises, but it wasn't that bad. Yeah, and it looks like he's he probably could have played last week. Like if last week was like a playoff game or something like that, he probably would have played. And yeah. so, or even a Monday night game, he probably would have played. Yeah, and so yeah, I'm. I still Cleveland's like defense is starting to look asking. a little better. Cleveland's defense is starting to look a little better. My issue is that they give up. They give up big plays, man. Yep. This defense, like this is a big play defense. You can score a big play on Cleveland. If you want a longest reception prop or longest, you know, pass prop, I would take it against this Cleveland defense. They they give up big plays. I just like Mike Williams overs on like everything this week. Yeah. And so, I mean, I don't really like this one. You got – Two AFC teams. The Chargers, I really don't know. Eckler had the big game that really ran that score up for them. Yeah. But outside of that, I mean, Houston was playing pretty solid defense, especially in that second half. I think this Cleveland defense is gelling and starting to look better and starting to play better with the num- with the names on their end. I don't trust uh, Jacoby Brissett to run a score up. I'll take an under in this one. I'm going to lean to the over. I just think that even though Cleveland was good against the pass last week against Atlanta, I've seen this team for the majority of the season be awful against the pass. I think Herbert airs it out on them in this one. And mm-hmm. I think if you want to talk about the Chargers defense, it's a pretty good unit. They are missing Bosa still. They give up 24 points to the Texans, which isn't exactly ideal. But I could see a similar score that we saw against the Texans. I just think you're going to end up seeing some type of 30-20 to 20 game and this game barely gets into the 50s. So I'm going to lean to the over. We saw Pierce have the big carry against the Chargers. He had a good stat line. I think Chubb could run wild on this team. We saw the Chargers last year be useless against the run. I'm going to go with the over. I think both teams have a recipe for success offensively. Give me a game that lands slightly in the 50s. All right. Let's move on to the next game of state. We have the Seattle Seahawks playing the New Orleans Saints. Total opened up at 40 and a half. It is all the way up to 45 and a half. Looking at 85% of the tickets on the over. We're sitting here in a dome. Bro, Gino again. Can Gino make magic two weeks in a row? I want to take the over, but it's basically five points. And the question is, am I too late to the party? I think I got to lean to the over. I, I mean, Seattle doesn't guard anybody. And offensively, Gino's 
it's going to sound so bad, but I might have to be honest here. Has Geno looked like the best quarterback in the division this season? You can have a discussion. <laughs> it's, it's not. It's not. A, it's not, I'm not. It's really an insult. Yeah, in the rest I'm not, of the division. I'm not, yeah no, but I know. Geno's been playing really well. Geno's been pretty good. Yeah, and I watched Mariota go up and down against this team. I watched Jared Goff go up and down against this team. Seattle can't stop anybody. Even Denver went up and down. They just couldn't score in the red zone. But I'm going to go with the over. Andy Dalton wasn't terrible. You know, we'll see if he can keep it going or not. But mm-hmm. the point is Dalton was okay. Kamara didn't play. I know he killed a bunch of fantasy owners because uh, he was a late scratch in the early London game at 930. I'm sure a bunch of people woke up to zero points and almost threw something. But still, Kamara might play. I'm going to go with the over, though. The Saints came in London, landed 53. Defensively, they weren't great. They gave up 150 to Jefferson. Uh, They gave up 28 points. Still scored 25, though. I'm going to go with the over. I think that Seattle's defense is awful, and I'm still not sold on New Orleans' defense, which apparently either had a week off or just wasn't very good, and it was overrated. Give me the over. Seattle, I think, is another blind over team. But I don't feel great about missing five points. I don't either. And I'm going to – I want to say under. I really 45 is also like a key. It's so number. many – both of these teams really not that good against the run. Seattle's really, really bad, like top three bad against the run. But New Orleans really isn't that good either. And New Orleans is really bad against the pass as well. I – inside a dome, I'm not worrying about the elements. I think that New Orleans is going to try to go put up a good home showing this game. You know, last time that they were at home, they lost to that Tampa Bay Buccaneers team. <sighs> I think, yeah, Dolphins I'll go ahead. I'll go ahead and take a depending injuries as injuries aside. I still think that there's a lot of players on this New Orleans team that's coming back. Yeah. Give me, give me a, a over, give me a slightly probably comes around 46, 47, slightly to the over. Give me the alternative. 100 plus yards for Olave. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Another big game he, for Chris Olave. What, what are his odds to win rookie of the year, by the way? Because I know you mentioned him preseason. I might yeah. have just read the situation wrong with New Orleans. I figured that they would just give endless targets to Thomas. Now he's banged up. What else is new? Do you think it's worth investing in an Olave rookie of the year ticket? Because I'm looking around the league. Yeah, how no, many you don't have offensive to, rookies you, are there anyway? You don't have to. You don't have to sell me on it. I've already. I'm already all the way in on Chris Olave. Everybody that's listened and that had the opportunity knows that this is my my guy for this season. Is I'm he, really is he really right big now? on him. I, I just, I'm not familiar with the markets. I really have not looked that heavily at the award markets. But looking at Olave the last couple of games, he's been really really good. Yeah, but while you look at that, let me move on to the next game because we're running out of time here. Yeah, San Francisco 49ers and the Carolina Panthers, 39 and a half is the total stay true from open. Going under. Carolina can't score. Yeah, I mean, it's either – I don't trust road. I don't trust road Kyle Shanahan at all, especially traveling cross coast. Now, they got fortunate and were given a 405 game instead of a 1 o'clock game. Olave is the favorite of plus 450. Yeah, He's yeah. Missed a lot of Dobbs value. is plus six fifty. Oh, I don't, I don't mind betting both. Yeah, yeah, I don't mind betting both either. All right, I'm. There's actually fifty two percent of money and seventy five percent tickets on the over. This is one of those under forty totals that people are like, oh, it's under forty. It's got to go under. There's no room for an under. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not trusting it. 
We just saw the Niners put the climbs down on Stafford and the Rams. What the hell is Baker Mayfield supposed to do? He couldn't move the ball against Arizona. <laughs> they, yeah. they had what? They had 16 points in the game, or and one of them was a defensive touchdown? And I, I still don't trust that Niners offense. This is a very easy under for me. Yeah, I agree. All right, next game on the slate, we have the Philadelphia Eagles going to play the Arizona Cardinals. 49 and a half is where the total is at now. Ticked up from 48 and a half, 75% of the tickets, and 80% of the money is on the over. I have no idea about this one. Like two, th- <laughs> two, two three weeks ago, I'm blindly taking the over. But then mm-hmm. randomly, Arizona's defense actually became a mediocre unit. I don't know when that happened. They were just really good against the Rams. They got torched in the first quarter, then flipped the switch and said, let's actually try to stop the other team from scoring. And they've been good for about six straight quarters. Yep. Eagles defense is very good. The offense is also very good. Arizona's offense is not very good. It's in a dome. I get it. I'm going to lean to the under. I think I flipped from like two weeks ago because the Cardinals defense has randomly been stingy. Mm-hmm. And I know Philly's going to make Murray's life miserable. because He's going to have to run in the pocket like a lunatic for the entire game. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with the under. And that's that reasoning right there. So that's crazy, like how you can see. And that's why I love like when we get on a pod, people can see different mindsets because that reasoning is 100% why I'm on the over. I think that they're going to have Murray running around like a chicken with his head cut off, but he's somehow going to end up completing the pass. Like he's somehow going to end up completing pass. We have the Philadelphia Eagles offense who has looked good. They've looked good. I think that this defense is due for another offensive showing because they went and played Jared Goff and let Jared Goff score a whole bunch of points on them. And then they went and they held Trevor Lawrence in check. They held Carson Wentz in check. They held Kirk Cousins in check. I think Kyler Murray in this offense is something different. And Kyler Murray just somehow just seems to save Cliff Kingsbury's job. Like he just has it out to save Cliff Kingsbury's job. Every single chance he gets, I think this is a game. Kingsbury is the one who got him paid like 40 million a year guaranteed. Basically, so he should be best friends with Kingsbury. But his career could go so much further without Kingsbury. Oh, I'm not, oh Kingsbury's a bad yeah, coach. Uh, you're, you're just saying why he's ride or die with Kingsbury is because Kingsbury got him the bread. All right. I'm on you're on the under. I'm on the over. Next game in the slate, we have the Dallas Cowboys traveling to play Los Angeles Rams. 45 and a half is where the total opened at. It dropped to 43 and it's half. Like this is know. my favorite play in the day. Give me the under. This is my favorite play of the day. You have a sandwich spot for the Dallas Cowboys where they have the Eagles at home. Is it at home? I think it's at home next week. I believe it's at home. Yeah, so they have the Eagles next week. You're fitting the Rams in there. You have a good offense. The defense has been playing well for Dallas. Sorry, it's in Philly. It's in Philly. All right, it doesn't matter. Still, you have a very, very good defense that has been playing for Dallas. They've been holding teams in check. And I don't trust this Rams offense at all. I don't think that that they're they're that good at all. I think I was telling people last night I wanted to get this number before Monday Night Football, and I did get it before Monday Night Football at 45 and a half because I knew that Monday Night Football was going under and the line was going to drop. I still like it a lot at 43 and a half. This is probably going to be my lock for the day. I like the under as well. Uh, You can talk about Stafford being bad. You can go through a lot of different angles on why the Rams are struggling. I'm going to go back to what I saw in week one. They can't block anybody. And Buffalo didn't blitz a single time in week one, and they sacked Stafford a bunch of times, forced him to a lot of bad throws. The Niners were all over him, like three seconds into every play. Like he was on his back. They could not block Mm -hmm. anyone. And the Cowboys' defensive line is actually very good. 
I called out Lawrence, who I was hoping to see more from. He torched the Giants in Monday Night Football. Parsons is favored to win Defensive Player of the Year. He's one of the best pass rushers I've ever seen. I mean, based on youth trajectory, it's like DeMarcus Ware or like even a version of LT. I'm not saying he's going to be as good as LT because that's crazy. No, no, but, but the, the comparisons sick. are there. He is sick. Or like early young career Khalil Mack. Like there are a lot of comparisons you can make. They're all elite players. Parsons that good. And Diggs also very opportunistic. He was good in coverage last week. Cup is going to get his. There's no way to stop him. But you're looking at the Rams receivers. Allen Robinson is washed. It's okay to have the conversation. It's fine. It's over. Robinson doesn't have anything in the tank. It's over. But who do you have? You have Skoranek? You don't have many other weapons. I, I'm going to go with the under. The Cowboys yeah, defensive it's, it's line. It's easy. The Cowboys defensive line should dominate. And the Cowboys offense has moved the ball. They kick a bunch of field goals. They really aren't good at finishing off drives either. I like the under. And the Rams are on a shorter week because they played Monday night. So I'm going to go with the under. Easy money there. Easy money right there. Cincinnati Bengals and the Baltimore Ravens in a divisional matchup. 48 and a half is the total. I'm on the over. You said you wanted to go quicker. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to be on the over in this one. You're on the over. All right. I'm on the over. 48 and a half is the total. State true at 48 and a half. Weather clear night, 58 degrees, five mile per hour winds, primetime game. What, where are you, where are you, where are you at on the over? Well, I was going to say prime times been very good for the under division games have been good for the under I'm on the over. I like the fact the Bengals played Thursday. They have extra time to get rested and to prepare and Baltimore's defense. I know it was good in the first half against Buffalo. Do you like the secondary? Because I know when Humphrey's healthy, he's very good. And Peters is, you know, Marcus Peters will have a couple of big plays and will get burned half the time, but it's kind of the mm-hmm. risky take with Peters. I've just seen Buffalo, uh, not Buffalo, I've seen Baltimore's defense get shredded on occasion. And I'm not sure if Cincinnati's defense is amazing. I think it's fine, but Lamar's been a lunatic. I know he wasn't good this past week. I'm on the over because I do think both offenses are very solid. Mm-hmm. And I think that Burrow could really air it out on this Baltimore defense. We saw it a couple times last year. I'm on the over. I see both teams moving the ball. I'm going to expect points. But if you want to back the primetime under trend, I understand it. I'm just going to go with the over. Yeah, I'm on it just because that second half Ravens team is a completely different team. If you want to sell me on a first half under and a second half over, I like that. I think that'd be fun. But I, this Baltimore, I'm, I'm not backing this Baltimore Ravens team in the second half. I think they can give up a whole bunch of big plays. They can give up points. They're very op- opportunistic and creating turnovers over the course of the season. But it hasn't been enough to stop them from scoring points. I'm with you too. Let's just go ahead and take a over in prime time in a divisional game. That's our way to be contrarian against this trend for the course. Yeah, of the two day. wrongs make a right, you know, two unders make an over. <laughs> All right. Last game of the slate. We had the Las Vegas Raiders playing the Kansas city chiefs in Kansas city on Monday night. 51 is the total ticked up half a point from 50 and a half. Again, divisional game, primetime game. It feels like everybody and their mother is going to be on the over in this game. We're looking at about 14, 15 mile per hour winds, overcast 65 degrees in Kansas City. 63% of the money is on the 63% of the tickets is on the over 92% of the money. I don't know. I can't tell you. Close your eyes and do it. I don't know how. I just feel like this game goes under. It well, just call, call it a gut feeling. 
You mentioned huh? the wind, which is something that's worth monitoring because 15 is, you know, that's when it starts yeah. to get kind of significant. Uh, look for the gusts. Maybe you'll find something else. I guess the only problem with the Raiders is you gave up 23 to Denver. They couldn't move the ball. You gave up 24 to Tennessee. Their offense wasn't good. You gave up 23 in regulation to the Cardinals. Their offense has been mediocre. The defense isn't good for the Raiders. And Mahomes historically absolutely demolishes this team. And you're expecting the Chiefs to probably walk into 35 in this game. Now, the mm -hmm. wind might play a factor in that. So maybe it can limit them to a couple field goals. I think I'm with you. I think I'm going to take the under. I don't feel great about it, but I do at least have to acknowledge the wind. And I think the Chiefs, if they score 27, this game's going under. The Chiefs basically need to score 34 if this mm -hmm. game's going to have a shot to go over, in my opinion. And based on that, I think you're adding value on the under because the Chiefs' alternative team total of like 33 and a half would be like plus two and change. So I'm going to go with the under. I think you're just going to see some points, not enough. Give me a game that ends somewhere around, let's say, 31-17. Yeah. Last for the head-to-head, -head, last four games have gone over for yeah, this head-to-head. -head. every time they play. I mean, yeah. That's just how it goes. I just don't think but, that the Chiefs offense is going to be that rolling against this Las Vegas team. The defense started to look a lot better against Denver. Maybe they put, pick it up over to Monday night. I think that this is a game that goes under. Give me the under 51. All right. Before we get into our lock and our team total for the week, talk to you about trade coffee. Look, trade coffee is great because you can get your own personalized bag of coffee. Like it's all about you. You can take the quiz and it will help you make your perfect batch. I'm not a coffee person. I tell you all the time, I'm not a coffee person, but I like trade coffee because it, it, I like my coffee to be a little bit sweeter. I like a different type of grain than just the regular normal coffee that you get and trade make the perfect bag for me. So if you want to support small businesses and brew the best cup of coffee in your life right at home, try trade coffee. Trade is offering our listeners a total of $30 off your first order plus free shipping at drinktrade.com slash SGP. That's drinktrade.com slash SGP for your $30 off. We're also brought to you by Oz Trader. No more place to compare Oz from a major sports book. You can use different sign-up codes, promotion codes. They have injury reports, key game reports, projected game day weather for our total betters, play-by-play -play updates, handicapping, all of that. Just head over to OzTrader.com slash BlueWire. OzTrader, the number one site for your game day bets. All right, let's go ahead and get into this. Our lock and our team total for the day. For my lock, super easy. Talked about it. Dallas under 43 and a half. Dallas and the Rams Rams home under is just a cash cow in itself. I don't trust Dallas in the sandwich, but I don't think that they're going to be able to score a bunch of points this game, maybe three to 10 points. Some, I think 10 is their cap and I don't trust the Rams offense. I don't trust the Rams offense. I think that this Dallas defense is a little better. Give me a 20 to 10 final score for this game. We cash that very, very easily for my team total. I am going with uh, – what is the number for the Bills? For who? The Bills. I'm, the looking, Bills. I'm uh, pulling up the uh, Bills team total right now. I, I got see 30 it. and a half. 30, yeah, 30 and a half. Uh -huh. I think that's pretty fortunate. But let, let's see. What else do I like on the board? We can go with – oh, man. 
All right, let's go with Bucks. Let's let's go back to the Bucks because the Bucks killed the Falcons. I don't like the Falcons defense. The Bucks need a really good offensive game too. They haven't had one yet, and you they know, had they're one deep. against Kansas City, but that was mostly garbage time. Yeah, yeah. They, they, I think, but I think that rolls over. I think that rolls over. So they're bad. They got embarrassed at home, and now you got another home game right after. Give me twenty eight and a half for that Bucks team total. That's gonna be my team total for the week. What are you doing? Uh, so for me, I'm gonna start off with another under. I'm gonna go to the Dolphins and Jets game. I'm gonna take the under there at around 44. I don't know why the total's that high. I understand that Miami's secondary is injured, but they played Thursday. I'm hoping they get a couple of guys back. But it's mostly looking at Zach Wilson against Teddy Bridgewater. I, I just don't see many, many big plays that the Jets receiving core is underrated. But I do think that Miami's defensive line could generate pressure and force Wilson into some mistakes. But mm. you're looking at who Miami has, and they have Waddle, and they have Hill. And those are two elite big play receivers. But if you can shut them down or at least keep them underneath, I'm going to dare Teddy Bridgewater generate a bunch of big play drives. And with Gardner and with Reed, they've been the best cornerback tandem in the entire league this season, and it's not even close if you look through the stats. They've been absolutely incredible. I'm going with the under. I think there's several ways he catch. Either Wilson is awful and Miami looks good and motivated after getting smacked on Thursday night and the Jets don't do much offensively. The Jets win the game because Teddy Bridgewater doesn't look good or somewhere in the middle and you have a rock fight. But I think a lot of stuff needs to go right for this game to go over. I'm taking the under 44. I don't think both teams reach 20 in this game. So I'm going to go with the under. All right. What's your team total? So my team total, I am going to go to the later game, uh, or it's going to be a later – actually, I believe this game's at four. Yeah, it's a four o'clock game, and it's going to be in a matchup between the Niners and the Panthers, and I am going to go with the Carolina Panthers team total under. A couple reasons why. It's mainly because of Mayfield and this offense. It just doesn't work. And we saw the Niners. I don't typically like the back teams that played Monday night because it's a short week and you wonder about some injuries – I don't think anyone on the Niners defense got hurt last night. Do you remember anybody? Because I don't remember anyone actually leaving. Uh, no. Can't I was going to say, I think they were healthy. I don't, I don't think anything really happened there. But the Niners, we know that the defensive line is incredible. They generate a ton of pressure. Mayfield holds on to the ball for a really long time, takes a bunch of sacks, throws a bunch of turnovers, or, or throws a bunch of interceptions, I mean, or just fumbles in general. But I do think if you're looking at a spot – where the Niners' defense just absolutely smacks this team and they really just just dominate the tone and just crush the will of this offense, I think the Panthers aren't going to reach 14 in this game. Do you think Carolina scores two touchdowns in a close game? Because I don't. They couldn't no. do anything before garbage time against Arizona. The team total 16 and a half. I'm going to dare Baker Mayfield to do anything because even against the Saints – they really didn't do much offensively. They had one swing pass to Chenault, who took it about 75 yards for a touchdown. That was really the only thing they did the entire game offensively. I'm going with the under team. I'm going with the team total under 16 and a half for Carolina. I think that the San Francisco defense is just a phenomenal unit, and Mayfield's going to get killed. All right. Other than that, anything else you have for the pot before we get up out of here? Not really. Uh, it's always fun going through totals. I know we'll be back later in the week to go through the Thursday night game in particular. As you can tell, we're thrilled to go through DFS lineups between Russ Wilson and Matt Ryan. I'm about to win a million dollars. So I'm about to win a million dollars.
Yeah, so. it's going to be an interesting one. Yeah, we're going to take both defenses. But still, it's going to be a fun time. Looking forward to that. But either way, until next time, let's make some money. All right, everyone. He's at Rice Radio. I'm at Really Real underscore underscore. Make sure you follow the NFL Gambling Podcast at SGPN NFL. And make sure you leave a review. Leave a review. Do all of that. Make sure you're tapping in. Let us know how we're doing. Leave five-star reviews. Leave one-star review if you want to. I prefer five-star, but if you want to leave one-star, do that. Other than that, I have no idea how we're going to the podcast. We gave you out best bets, locks. We're going to cash a whole bunch of money and have a great week. Make sure you do the same. We're out of here.